0: We've been through a lot, now we're headed to the top, and it's only getting better. Just watch, because we got that. Defense, 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 yeah. Well, after we took a little bit of time off for the holidays, we're back again with another episode of the Bluegrass Blitz, joined here by my good friends Sean Hammond and Derek Aaron. Guys, how's it going? Going
1: good, Zach. Sean, uh, good to see you guys exciting time through the holidays hope everybody made it through safely uh and uh, the sports world's been crazy the past few days
2: yeah it was a really good holiday season good to be back here on the pod and probably one of the best weekends in kentucky sports in a while
0: yeah i thought it was a really good weekend um just this past weekend with uh, we'll start off i guess with uh, tubby smith i mean uh Tubby's a legendary figure in Kentucky basketball and thought it was long overdue that they brought him back and finally brought him back, got his jersey retired, had that, uh, had a fitting tribute for him. Actually a pretty good crowd at Rep Arena that Friday to welcome him back. And it was really good to see him. Uh, you know, Tubby's been gone from Kentucky for what now, 15, plus 15 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought, I thought it was great for them to bring him back and, kind of give him a chance to get that standing ovation at Rupp Arena, Uh, you know, especially after kind of how he left. You know, when he left, it wasn't under the best of terms. He left to go to Minnesota. There was a lot of pressure on him. You know, they were putting for sale signs in his yard. Yeah,
2: and, you know, I guess me and Zach, well, probably Derek too, but Tubby was the coach that I grew up on. You know, I don't remember Rick Pitino. I'm too young to remember, but I remember Tubby. I remember fondly the Tayshaun team that my favorite team under Tubby was the 05 Sparks team. Sparks, Rondo, Azabuki that should have went to the Final Four where Sparks hits that crazy shot against Michigan State to tie it. I love Tubby. I, I didn't think, uh, I thought the stuff that he had to deal with was unfair. I thought he was a good coach. Look at his record. How many times did he missed a tournament when he was at Kentucky?
1: It would be zero, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I love
2: Cal, but, I mean, Tubby never went 9-16 and and missed two NCAA tournaments.
1: What do you do, average 22 wins a year or never got lower than that amount? It was something crazy like that. Just, you know, at the time, we didn't appreciate what Tubby was providing for you year in and year out, just that consistency. And, uh, you know, a lot of people there towards the end of his tenure just got kind of sick of, you know, just getting into the tournament as a five-seed, eight-seed. Uh, but, you know, we don't really recognize that greatness until a little time has passed, and, and it was good to see Tubby get that recognition.
0: Yeah, and, of course, you know, Tubby's served, you know, been multiple places since then, and, you know, I always hoped – I think now he's coming to the tail end of his career. Yeah. Now, and this season might end up being his this last.
2: This is his al- – high points, his alma mater. I, it wouldn't surprise me, Zach, if this was his last season, especially with that the, that jersey being hung in the rafters at Rep. Just just a fitting in. I, I, like I said, I love Tubby. I, I love Tubby to death. He's a great guy. That that's a big thing. He's just a really nice person.
0: Yeah, you. Talk, I mean, I mean, anybody who's been around him always talks about his character, and you could always, I mean, you always tell he was he he, he, he fit here really well, and uh, of course, of course, broke a huge barrier in becoming the first black coach in yeah. Kentucky basketball history. Um, you know, just a
2: great, won a national championship. Great
0: barrier to knock down. Won a national championship. Had a couple teams. You look back at o three, and if you, you're a Keith Bogans, rolled ankle away from yep. probably winning a national championship with that team. And I think back now, and I think, you know, if if Tubby had won in o three, you know how much, how differently do we look back at him, and how differently does Kentucky basketball change? Does Tubby get kind of run out,
2: um, you know, a few years later? Who knows if he's gone yet? I mean, if if Tubby, if Tubby wins a championship in o three or o five. And he's still staying consistent. I don't know if he's gone, yeah, and that means you never have Billy G.
0: Yeah, and you think about you know you, you he enters a whole nother realm because how many I mean how many coaches win two titles at the same school not not many yeah. Not
2: And if he stayed here with that consistency that he had, think of how many wins he would have too. Because know, he's not really had the same amount of success at Minnesota, what Texas Tech, Memphis, Uh, and High Point. Yeah, he's not been able to replicate that success. But I still do think he's a great coach.
0: Because uh, when you think back on that O3 team, it was that was one of my. Favorite teams I remember because I was like nine, ten years old. Of course, at that time, like that's like that's all you think about. Yeah, you know, it, you know that's some of your best times as a fan. But I, I remember that team. I love Keith Bogans. He was one of my favorite players.
2: Underrated, in my uh, opinion.
0: Absolutely, one of the all-time greats. Yeah,
1: fourth on the scoring list, I believe, all-time yeah. at UK.
0: Uh, just, uh, I mean, and uh, you know, a guy who did it on both on both ends, offensive, just a defensive force. Really liked him. But that 0-3 team was so good, and and like I said if Keith Bogans doesn't mess his ankle up and Dwayne Wade doesn't have, you know, the game of a lifetime, I think Kentucky gets past Marquette. And then if I think if they get past Marquette, they win the national title.
2: Yeah. The, I think that I can't remember the two teams, but they, they weren't the best. Yeah. I, I think wasn't it the year Maryland won it. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't it Maryland and Indiana?
0: Something like that. But,
2: but, but, but you know, I mean, they still got the, the elite eight. So with Bogans, I mean, they would have been great. And here's, so you put Bogans on there. Who knows what happens after he wrote his ankle. And the cool thing is, uh, during the Tubby years, Derek was actually up there because he went to UK.
1: Yeah, it was really on the tail end of, of Tubby's career that I was up there. I was up there from 04 to 07. So about the time that I was leaving was the time that Tubby was leaving. So uh, <laughs> I, I got to experience that. I went to a lot of games uh, with that uh, team he talked about with, with Rondo, with Ramel Bradley, uh, Sparks, uh, Randolph Morris. Uh, that was the number one recruiting class there that year <laughs> yeah. in, in 2004. Something we don't talk about, we talk about Tubby's recruiting misses, but man, he had a good, good year yeah. in '04 getting those guys.
0: You know, Derek and Tubby took uh, a little bit different paths. Tubby went on to Minnesota, and Derek went to Russell Springs. (laughs) (laughs) I came back home. They they didn't take the same paths afterwards. But you talk about
1: Tubby Smith, and I heard this. You guys probably heard this too. While he was probably still in Memphis or in one of his previous stops, he was uh, donating money, giving money back to High Point to assist, you know, the building of their athletic facilities to upgrade those. That's before he got there. So uh, just a giving man and and one that – you know, very much deserve this recognition.
2: And I don't think there's much bitterness because I remember the championship game where it was Kentucky and Kansas in 2012 where Kentucky won it. Uh, Tubby was actually there at the game. Tubby was there, uh, I think, sitting pretty close to Joe B. Hall. So Tubby's always kind of been around with UK ever since he's left.
0: Yeah, and, I, you know, I think, you know, we we give John Calipari a hard time on some things, but I think, I think him getting this done and getting that game, um, you know, it was a late addition to the schedule, so I I'd assume there was probably some hurdles to work through to get that game scheduled and and get high point here. And you know, he even stopped, even stopped by Tubby's reception, but you know, only stayed for a minute, and let him have his moment. Um, well, Cal, I think, I think Cal's and, and,
2: always uh, had respect for Tubby. Tubby or, Tubby was one of the people that Cal called when he arrived here.
0: Yeah, and, and you watched them too in in the post game. Uh, just going back and forth looks like it looks like there's a really good relationship between them two. So I give a lot of props to John Calipari for making that work and uh, giving Tubby a very welcome reception back and making sure it was it was one for the ages because he absolutely deserves it. But um, and then the game. I mean, the game. I mean, can, I mean, Kentucky just rolled High Point. I mean, High Point's not a great team by any stretch, but they did play Michigan. I mean, they played Michigan State just like a few days before and led Michigan State at half and only ended up losing by I think thirteen. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that's a team that can give some uh, power five teams a, a game, and they, you know, for the first half, you know, they stuck around, but the second half, Kentucky just blew that game wide open. Kellen Grady looked like. Stephen Curry out there, just knocking down shot after shot. Yeah, you know, video game mode. That game for Kellen, he was uh,
2: NBA uh, 2K. Turn the sliders up. <laughs> he, he
0: put in some kind of cheat code there. But uh, I
2: love this style they're playing now, Zach. I mean, it's like Cal is finally. I don't. He's. It's like the Notre Dame game was like the aha moment.
0: Yeah, and I think well, and, and two, I think. I mean, I keep going back to Kellen Grady because I think he might be one of the biggest keys to this team. Oh. It, and he's finally just opened it up. And, and Kellen Grady's finally decided to start shooting. I mean, early in the season, whenever he shot, it pretty much went in. You know, at a fifty percent clip. Yeah. And but he wouldn't hardly
2: shoot. Yeah, he seemed a little hesitant.
0: And, but now it seems like he's a lot more confident. And with him shooting the ball like that, it opens up everything. It opens up. It opens it up down low for Oscar Sheepway, Opens it up for Ty Washington and Xavier Wheeler to get into to get into the lane. It opens up a whole lot.
2: Well, and Oscar's just a man, ain't
0: he? They, we haven't had a guy like him in I don't know how long.
2: I don't know what, uh, who to compare him to. I,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, cause I, I don't remember. You know, we've talked about Randolph Morris. I mean, maybe that's
1: yeah. maybe that's the last time we yeah. had a guy kind of like that. But Randolph, he only rebounded at about an eight. Eight rebounds per game yeah. clip. I mean, it's nothing it's, like, uh, it's just like, like a, doing down it's like low. Like an enhanced version. He, he's <laughs> like
2: a, a jacked up Demarcus Cousins kind of. Now, now Demarcus, I think was a lot better offensively. Yeah, but Schwebe just gets everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, his rebounding ability is. I mean, I think I think he's still the leading rebounder in the country. Oh, absolutely. And so I, he he's been great. And then. You know, I think when you I think when you have Kellen Grady shooting like that, Oscar doing what he does, if you can get Washington and Wheeler get them going, and then I think the other key to Kentucky is getting Keon Brooks involved. And when Keon when Keon is playing well, I think Kentucky could be a Final 4 team. Mm. And but a lot a lot comes down to him because they need him to be able to be that stretch four that can score and defend and you don't have to do a whole lot of rebounding cuz you got Oscar, but to be efficient offensively and then be good enough defensively
2: it's key to him to keep the defense true because if he's having an off night then the defense is just going to f- kind of sag off him and focus on Sweebay. Yep. bay
0: so i thought kentucky i thought kentucky came out and played really well and uh, it, it's been fun these last few games um they seem to be clicking at the a, right time yeah, yeah. this
1: is conference plays getting underway this is when you when you want to start playing your best basketball, and I think Kentucky's doing that. Let's just see if it can transition on. You know, you've got Missouri win out of the way. You go back out of conference and, uh, you know, defeat high point. Now the real test start uh, with LSU and onward.
0: Yeah. You, uh, cause you're, the conference, I mean, there's, I mean,
2: there's some good teams in the SEC. Maybe. It's a, I think it's a tough conference. It's very top-heavy. I mean, uh, those te- those top teams are good. Those bottom teams are horrible. I-, I don't know where LSU is. I don't think they're horrible. I don't think they're great either. But yeah. th- they are a solid team. And uh, you know, they got the LSU game, the football game tonight. I think Zach and Derek, they're going to pack that arena. And after the UK LSU game, they're going to play the football game in the arena. So that that, that place is probably going to be packed. And yeah. they're they're naming it. Uh, I think they're honoring. Uh, yeah, former coach Dale Brown, yeah. uh, long
1: time coach, had a lot of battles with uh, with Joe Hall and Sutton, Rick Patino obviously. Uh, Dale Brown was just a you know, huge. You know, huge force there at LSU for a long time. He's the guy that got Shaq, you know, to come uh, to Baton Rouge to play collegiate basketball. So uh, a lot of history there. Uh, Dale Brown, uh, and he'll be honored tonight as they name the, uh, the floor after him, I believe. Yeah, so, you know,
0: so you'll have an you'll have an amped up crowd uh, just like you do with every SEC road game <laughs> when Kentucky comes to town. It's like I mean,
2: it's uh, the Super Bowl. But, Coach but, Cow is not lying when he says that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it just it's a whole different energy when Kentucky comes to town. I mean, imagine you're LSU and you've got, you know, South Carolina coming to town. It's a different energy when oh. when Kentucky comes, you know. Yeah. So it, it'll be an amped up crowd. Winning, winning on the road in the SEC is difficult. Um and we'll kind of see, you know, how Kentucky does against some of these uh, you know, upper-level SEC teams, especially on the road, I think the LSU game is going to be one of their first big
1: challenges. Well, you talk about uh, the SEC, and I've heard this so many times, that, you know, when Cal came to Kentucky, that stepped everyone else's game up. in the recruiting trail, everybody picked it up a yeah. notch. You know, they they started, you know, these universities started hiring you know, bigger name coaches. They they started. I agree with that. Uh, and, and it all started with with Cal at Kentucky, really, and getting the SEC to a level you know that it you know, previously hadn't been at. I don't think on you know on the basketball side.
2: Well, just look. Whenever he got here, it was Ken, Kentucky immediately jumped at the top. You had Tennessee with Bruce Pearl, but the, that was kind of winding down. You still had Billy Donovan at Florida. Again, that was winding down. And really, who else?
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, that was pretty much it. You had you had Mississippi State was good there for a few years in the early Cal tenure with Rick Stansbury there.
2: They never made the tournament though. Never really. Usually, it was like Kentucky and Tennessee and Florida yeah. that made the tournament.
0: So you you look at that, and then of course you had a couple of years where South Carolina was okay. <laughs> remember Mandy South Carolina was Car- a few years. Yeah, yeah remember
2: AJ uh, Ogilvy? Yeah, that, that was... that's a name from the past. Kevin Stallings, he was like Vanderbilt's best coach. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one year South Carolina made the Final Four. Yeah, uh, Frank Martin.
0: So yeah, uh, but I, th- I think the conference is in a lot better place oh. now. When you've got you've got Auburn that's that's good. You've got Alabama that's good.
2: Traditional football powerhouses yeah. too.
0: LSU is. Up there, they're they're decent. Um, so they can make their Tennessee. payments. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I still don't know how that coach has a job. I mean, they got a payroll. It sounds like. <laughs>
0: yeah, they got a pretty good payroll down there. I'm wondering if I can go get
2: on it. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of. I mean, what kind of, are, are they broke because they've had apparently they've been playing, paying players since before NIL, and they've
1: still not went to a Final Four. All I know is Will Wade must know something on someone in <laughs> Indianapolis. Yeah, because yeah. Because he's the only one that's really survived out of this whole scandal uh, up to this point anyway. Well, I don't
0: know. Maybe he, maybe he's making big offers to the folks at the NCAA offices too. But, uh, you yeah, the con- know, the conference is. It's a lot better. Tennessee, I mean uh, – you know, I never thought uh, when Tennessee hired Rick Barnes, I didn't think that was going to work out, no. and, it, and it's worked out pretty well. for It's them. I think
2: it's it, it gave Rick Barnes kind of a, a new lease on his career. He was flamed out at Texas, yeah. and I was like, "What is Tennessee thinking?" And they've been great.
1: Yeah, and Rick Barnes was nearly the coach at UK before they hired Billy Gillespie. Yeah, it was down to basically Rick Barnes and Gillespie. What a what a weird thing that would have been. <laughs> Two
2: Texans. <laughs>
0: I think it worked out for the Cats, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Eventually. It took a little bit, but it worked out. <laughs> a little detour, but everything good in the end. But, um, guys, we'll switch gears a little bit here to uh, football because Kentucky played Iowa in the Citrus Bowl on Saturday. And... Uh, what a game, man! Uh, that was great. Sean had to break into the broadcast to do some severe weather. Yeah, don't coverage. get. Yeah,
2: I hope nobody's mad at me. I gave you all <laughs> score updates. I know I'm not Tom Leach, though.
0: I told I told him he should have been doing play by play of the game <laughs> while doing play by play of the weather too. <laughs> We've got some strong winds out in Marion County. Oh, Cats got a third down stop. <laughs> he he could serve double duty. I mean, I think that'd work.
2: Ten but, wins, Zach again.
0: Ten wins, um, and maybe. I don't know. There was something about that that was just a little bit different. Um, I think it was because I think it was because there were so many guys out, and you just had to dig down a little deeper to win that game.
2: It was a more it was a more satisfying win, I think. But uh, and but look at the way it ended. Wandell gets the big uh, the big reception. Rodriguez scores a touchdown. Square gets the interception.
0: Yeah, and being able to make that final stop. I mean. Uh, because you know, I was started driving, and I thought, I thought, oh no, we're headed towards overtime.
2: Yeah, and I didn't like Kentucky's chances in overtime.
0: I, no, it, to me, I thought if I, I thought if I would get the field goal here and we go into overtime, they're going to win.
1: A lot of those guys played their hearts out. Uh, a lot of those guys, I was looking at the names on the back of their jersey, and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> been- you know, a lot of these guys I know you know keeping up with the recruiting trail and doing some of that stuff but you know some of these guys even slipped through the cracks on me but they made big plays against Iowa yeah um, a
0: lot of a lot of young guys played big roles and i think that does a lot for the future of uh, of the program oh it just
2: goes to show what what's coming in the future
0: but uh, like you mentioned you know Wandale first off broke record for most receptions in a season most receiving yards in a season i don't know man I I now look back and I I just wish we could have had him for a couple of years. You know, um, wish we'd got him coming out of uh, coming out of high school, but I'm glad he I'm glad he transferred. I don't know, maybe maybe the best receiver in UK history? Maybe?
2: I think there's a case. I really do.
0: Because if if he would have put up these numbers over 3 years,
1: I mean, I I think he's got a case. All those years watching UK receivers drop passes, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> poor Dorian Baker it was, yeah.
1: you know, seeing something like that uh, for Kentucky was refreshing. Being able to have that confidence that when you throw it down the field, he's going to make that tough catch, yeah. and he was able to do that. And uh, it'll be one of those things where we probably don't appreciate him enough now. You know, we look back on his career in a few years, like, man, if if we only had that this mm-hmm. year. I know if he leaves, Sean's really going to miss that screen. Pass. It worked.
2: He, I seen it once. I, now I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. I've I've went back since and watched it, but I did uh, watching it live. They did do the screen once, and it did work. <laughs> it did one do- of the few times, Mark. But it worked.
0: <laughs> but you know, I you know he's probably going to leave. He's probably going to go to the NFL. It, but I don't think it's as it's an, not
2: guaranteed. Zach. I don't
0: think it's as an open shut closed cases.
2: I think if I think if he is not projected one through three, he's got a million dollars in NIL deals waiting for him.
0: And I think that maybe even more. Yeah, uh, The of,
2: season he had, if he comes back, he's going to be rolling in money.
0: And because if he comes back, he's going to be one of the best players in the SEC. He's going to be... He gained some national recognition for I think he'll be one of
2: the best in the country.
0: You're not talking about just local NIL deals anymore, I don't think. No. I think, I think you're talking about maybe some national stuff. Yeah. And so, to me... And uh, you know, I'm I'm not an expert in any of this. I almost think it makes more sense for him to come back because I don't know. Because once you get into, say, like you said, you know, rounds one through three. But if you when you get into that third round, you know, first and second round are a little different thing. But when you get into that third round,
2: the leash starts to get a little shorter.
0: There's not a lot of guarantees. Yeah. And so, to me, if he can come back and and you know, this wide receiver class actually looks pretty good. Uh, this draft class for wide receivers. Maybe next year the class isn't as strong. Kind of gives him a gives him a chance to work on some route running more. Maybe work on special teams a little bit more to add that. No, another bit.
2: year in Liam Liam Cohen's system. Who, uh, I mean, talk about t- a couple of good first years, Liam and Wondell.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, I, I almost think it makes more sense for him to come back because he, he can make a lot. of – Listen, if he comes back. I think he, he can make almost as much in NIL deals as much as he would on his rookie contract.
2: And For I think help his stock.
1: And one thing on the football field that I think may entice him to come back, or at least consider it, is the fact that you've got Will Levis returning as quarterback uh, he's developed that relationship with him on the field. Uh, they're comfortable playing together, and he knows that Levis is going to put the ball in a spot where he can make a catch and uh, make things happen. Uh, regardless of the NIL deals, off the field, on the field, he knows Levis is going to be there at quarterback.
2: Yeah. I have a very strong take. I think Levis could be a candidate for the Heisman next year.
1: Whoa, that is
2: bold. <laughs> I do to think put, I... to put
0: it to put it lightly, that is bold. I Look. mean.
2: If he now, it wasn't the greatest game. I know he had that pick, but he makes plays. You're gonna
0: have a. You're gonna have to have a lot happen for him to be in the running. Mainly, but if
2: everybody comes back next year, I'm thinking ten or eleven in the regular season.
0: Maybe, but. You've also got to think Bryce Young is back in Alabama. That's true. and Bryce Who I didn't is,
2: think deserved it this year, by the way. Yeah, I, but
0: Bryce Young is going to be far and away the favorite.
2: I thought Bailey Zappi. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say that. He should have been the Heisman Bailey's this Zappy year. Me and you were on him before anybody yeah, else exactly. was. Is
1: bold, though, Sean. Tim Couch didn't even win the yeah. Heisman <laughs> that year. He was, had all those records.
2: Wrong. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Yeah. Hey, I hope it
0: happens. Yes. I, I mean, I do, too. That That's a little too bold for me. I don't. I, I can't, he's still
2: got that Kentucky football in him.
0: I can't quite get behind that, but there's just two. I, you'd have you've got Bryce Young, okay. C.J. Stroud is back at Ohio State.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that. yet
0: yeah. Um. You look here, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma, which, of course, he's transferring, but could, probably going to be a contender there. Um,
2: well, we said now get Spencer Rattler,
0: Dad. Y- yeah, I'm not. I'm not on the Spencer Rattler train. And for all these. I am so sick of the hype train for South Carolina every offseason, only for them to go 6-6. Six and six.
2: Didn't they get Spencer? Is they've, it? Got,
0: they've got Spencer Radler. So 7-6
2: okay. and six now next Maybe.
0: year. Maybe. I, I'm so sick of every year. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. This It might finally start to turn around because I think Shane Beamer's a really good coach.
2: Oh, I think he's very good. Yep. He, he ain't going to be there long.
0: But he, but he also got... Doused
1: in mayonnaise, and so I don't know. They they, uh, they still have that Steve Spurrier hangover down in South Carolina. Yeah, They're the old ball coach. Of.
0: But you know what? I mean, maybe Will Levis can do it. I don't see it happening. If but... not
2: Will, who else? You you named two. Well,
0: I think the, I think those two are very good. Uh, Though I think the Heisman winner. Will I didn't those.
2: say he was going to win it. I said candidate.
0: Well, it depends on what you classify a candidate as. I mean, is he like?
2: In New York, uh,
0: I'm still, I'm still not, I'm still not willing to get on that. <laughs> if he's on the list of
1: 30 at the end of the year, uh, Kentucky will have a great year. Well, I'm, think,
2: I'm, not so. stopping on this Bailey Zappi stuff though. I'm gonna, this is gonna be a hill I die on for 20 years. 20 years from now, I'm still gonna be talking about. I, I listen,
0: that. I just want to see Bailey Zappi drafted. Uh, and he's and, got
2: the arm. His height will hurt him, but Tyler Murray.
0: Well, I mean, well, Tyler Murray's a whole different animal. That's true, but. He's, but I mean, he's got the numbers. He's got the arm. I think he's like probably a day three pick, and you know maybe he can latch onto a roster and you know get on as a backup. Tennessee
2: could use a quarterback.
0: Shoot, I mean, right now, I mean, there's guys like Ian Book and all these guys. hope McCoy. Who there, somebody <laughs> started for? Uh, the Vikings, who hasn't thrown a touchdown in his career, is Brian
2: Hoyer still getting calls? Uh, I mean,
0: Lord, I think uh, Vinny
1: Testaverde is about to get called <laughs> up. Uh, let me get RG three out of the uh, broadcast. Oh yeah, the,
2: I, I didn't realize he was a broadcaster and the other day. He just popped on a ra- random game. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, there's Robert Griffin.
0: But you know, honestly, right now is a really good time to be a backup in the NFL because with with all the you know people going on COVID lists and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like I, like I want to talk about. I, I'll, talk about the Titans for a minute. They've used 88 players this year. 88 different players. It's the most ever in NFL history of one team, a number of players they've used. They've used 88 players just because of random injuries and people going on COVID lists. So, I mean, right now, if you're in the NFL, you've got a shot to play. Uh, You might... I mean, Ian Book somehow ended up playing on Monday Night Football one night because the Saints' top three quarterbacks were out. So, I mean...
2: (laughs) He was probably better than all of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But, uh... Yeah, I think Bailey Zappy's probably like a third, like a day three pick. And but back
2: back to Will though, I'm telling you, he is good.
0: I think he's great. But I'd, being great and being Heisman level great is is a leap. And I I mean, I think he'll improve. I think he'll improve in year two. And I don't know. I mean, there there is a world where that can happen,
2: barring injuries. In my opinion, if you get Rodriguez back, if you somehow get Wandell back along with Levis, I think ten or eleven regular season wins is right there on the table. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but Zach, remember a few weeks ago, me and you talked about next year possibly being a rebuilding year. Yeah. I think that's gone now.
0: Well, I think you get some players back on offense, and you kind of see what the transfer portal holds,
2: because which Stoops has done great in that.
0: Yeah, and they and they've done well so far, and I think. You know, you get, like, you look at last year, they added Darrell Rosenthal and Jacquez Jones late, and those were two key additions. Oh, absolutely. You can have another situation where, you, and so Kentucky, I think Kentucky still needs to look into the transfer portal. They need to get some guys in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to find edge rushers. Because,
2: yeah, we'll definitely need to get better uh, pressure on the quarterback. Because, I think,
0: because you get, you'll have J.J. Weaver back, and I think J.J. I think Weaver's really good. But you need somebody else. You need you need more than him rushing the quarterback, and so you probably have to find that through the transfer portal. And then I think it wouldn't hurt even if you get Wondell back to possibly find another receiver in the transfer portal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I there were times where I felt like it was Wondell and everybody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Josh Ali was kind of there. Yeah, but and but of course
2: he had he had an injury uh, throughout the season. He had Rigg who. Uh, could catch really good. But not not the fastest runner.
0: I think I I would challenge him in a
1: forty yard sprint.
2: That that court that tied in for Iowa. He could run.
1: Yeah. Did you see that about Rig? He played in his sixty third football game for UK. That's the most games appeared in all time for a really? Kentucky Wildcat. See
2: that's crazy. It, it didn't feel like that to me. <laughs>
1: but you can think about it.
0: He's he's one of those guys that has been there forever. Six-year yeah. senior, I think. This yeah, year, right? Really?
2: See, it doesn't feel like yeah. that. So he was on the first 10 wins. So a lot of
1: his action early on, probably on special teams. Yeah, because you had Conrad. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, he lined up in some two tight insets
0: with C.J. Conrad. And just, but he's,
2: yeah. he's had a really good career.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I mean, really – I mean, the numbers don't really do him justice of what his career was because he was so useful in the running game as an extra blocker. I mean, he was almost at times like, a, like another offensive lineman out there. Yeah. And that that really opened things Man, up. He's a game. big
2: guy too. He could do. He could block really well. He's a massive person. But
0: I, I'll say this: I think if Wandell doesn't come back, I think your prediction of Levis is almost at zero percent. I just I just don't see that
1: happening. If well, Wandale returns, I give it like a ten to fifteen percent. I think because he's a true difference maker. Really, for me, with Levis uh, coming back next year, uh, what I'm interested in seeing is what kind of shenanigans is he going to get involved with before the season starts? You know, he's, he's eat the banana with the peel. He's had the mayonnaise and coffee. The what is yeah, yeah, and he, had the orange after the game the uh, and, and snacked on that. Uh, on, the, on I the just love him though.
2: So, I I want to see him slide next year though. He scared me to death a lot this year.
1: He wants to bowl people over.
0: When yeah, And done. I love that. I love
2: that attitude. Yeah. It scares me to death. Hurdle
0: people like you did that Louisville guy. But, uh, you know, also one thing I thought, uh, you know, and, and Will Levis has done a really good job of embracing the state.
2: Oh, it's been great. Embracing
0: the fan base. Y- you know, you just don't see that a ton from guys who aren't from here.
2: I love Terry Wilson to death, but I don't think he really... I, now, the injury didn't help because he was gone for a year, and then last year he struggled.
0: He, I I thought he did a little bit with, with the Jared Lorenzen stuff.
2: Yeah, of course yeah. he got hurt and that kind of derailed yeah, it. Yeah,
0: but... I thought, you know, Will Levis's cleats in the Iowa game had the names of all the people who had died in the tornadoes. Yeah, of course, the,
2: the him and uh, some of the other players had raised money.
0: Yeah, and he... I think we going to auction those cleats up, you know, for... Yeah. Oh, really? Know, yeah, That's great. So, yeah. He, so he's really embraced that. He's uh, becoming a fan favorite. Uh, oh, yeah, I think and, he's already
2: there. Yeah. I think he was there before the season started when the banana stuff came out.
0: So I, I'm really glad to have him back. I mean, to me, it's... It's the most exciting thing we've had as a you know as a quarterback coming back since Andre Woodson. I guess. I mean, when you look back, Andre Woodson had that really good breakout junior year and then decided to come back for a senior season. Hey,
1: speaking of Andre Woodson, I have a shirt somewhere at the house. Heisman. I think the S is a number three. Has Woodson's you know shadow there in the back of it. <laughs> So there was high hopes for uh, Andre Woodson going into that season. I have the
2: T-shirt to prove
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Andre Woodson, man. He was legit. He, he,
2: he was he was great, man.
0: But uh, yeah, I I really think I, I think Kentucky's setting up for good. Schedule's manageable next year.
2: Well, now here, here's my prediction, Zach. What's one of the stinky teams they play early on? Do you have any clue? Uh, what is it? they play?
0: Northern Illinois.
2: Northern Illinois will either lead in that game or it'll be close after the first quarter. I was right about every single one of those this year, folks. I would tell Zach that uh, New Mexico game. I'd say Zach at one point, at some point, New Mexico is going to lead, and it happened. Why
0: don't, why don't you talk about going into that Chattanooga game when you was talking about fifty to nothing? And yeah,
2: I had it. a I had a blue coat. Uh, that was the game my my wife and I went to. It was our turn. It's about 1,000 degrees up in the nosebleeds where we uh, – me and Zach sit At because Zach's too cheap to get the good seats. And uh, we, we were sitting up top roasting. And I was like, all right, we'll sit here for about three quarters. It'll be like – I told the blue coat 50 to nothing. Yeah, it didn't happen. Like, well, how about – when did we win that game by like four? It was
0: like,
1: what was it, twenty?
2: I, I don't know. Was, I don't we know. left. We, I was like, I'm, I can't handle this anymore. I'm out of here.
1: Guys, you talk about the nosebleeds. Uh, and I remember – When I was going to school up there, you know, UK, it was the early Rich Brooks era. I remember sitting up there. Folks had boxes on their head with the eye holes cut out. <laughs> UK football was so bad, yeah. You know, at that point, I remember setting my guys all they had bags over their head. We're watching spoiled the game. now. We don't appreciate really, you know, what we're having right now. We want more. We want more. But yep. man, as a kid, I never even envisioned getting ten wins. In I, UK I, football. Even we had Tim Couch, probably you know one of the, the greatest college football players of all time, and you know got to the Outback Bowl and lost, and we I, were happy with that.
2: I was. Um, I would always get the schedule, out. I've told. I've said this many times on the pod. I would just look for six wins and be like, "All right, where's that Music City Bow at? Where get that Liberty Bowl? Where's that Fan Bow at? (laughs) Where is it?" Um, I I remember the Joker year, that Vandy game at at Commonwealth. There was four people in the stadium. It was raining, and we lost forty to nothing. I remember that game,
1: Sean. I have a Joker ball cap. If you would want that. I wonder how much on,
2: how much money that would draw.
1: Uh, I think you should sell it to him.
2: Two dollars and ten cents. It might
1: be negative, but uh, you know, <laughs> Joker Phillips,
2: you know, good guy, very yeah, good guy.
1: Yeah, terrific, terrific guy. And you know, he's latched on elsewhere numerous times. He's he's not been out of the game, uh, despite what happened at UK. Uh, he just didn't wasn't a, wasn't a, a match. wasn't a, wasn't a good fit. Uh, but yeah, I have that uh, that hat. If you ever want it,
2: <laughs> y'all
0: think we should bring Joker back as wide receivers coach. I mean, I I've thought about that before. Um,
2: I, I would like to bring him back just so he can bring Raymond Sanders and Mr. Cobble and all those guys because <laughs> I miss those guys. The whole crew.
1: Remember the uh, Coach come play wide receiver for the Joker memes when he yeah, was at Florida. he, he Put is. out with the the Joker, you know, yeah. Batman <laughs> on all this.
2: Recruiting. See,
0: I, I think we I think we could be we could be doing that. I think it'd be good. But uh, you know, I like and Ed
2: Ogeron defense on the defensive line.
0: Yeah, we need Ed Ogeron back as like a special defensive <laughs> assistant. And he, he,
2: he can be the press conference. And, yeah, coordinator.
0: He, can, he can be the He can be like coach like I don't know. Uh, linebackers or something. I don't know what he'll coach, but he, he'll be the media liaison too. <laughs> I think Mark Stoops would enjoy that. He wouldn't have to do press <laughs> conferences anymore and he just send Ed out and be like, <laughs> here, Ed, take care of it.
1: On a serious note, guys, uh, John Sumrall, who left, he was leaving to go coach mm-hmm. Troy, the way he was able to, you know, wanted to come back and coach, you know, position As a position coach. In, in that game, had a, uh, such a bond and relationship with those guys, DeAndre Square and others, that he wanted to come back. I saw the interview after the game. He got emotional and, you know, Summerall played for U.K., and you saw how much it meant to him. You know, he's going down to Troy now. I'm sure he'll have success there. Oh, yeah. I think that's where Neil Brown got his uh, start at. The Kentucky Detroit pipeline. And and Schlarman also, uh, late John Schlarman coach down there as well. So, you know, kind of a Kentucky-Troy connection, and, you know, wish nothing but the best for him. Hopefully one day, you know, we may see Summerall back at U.K. in some capacity. I think he's an excellent football coach.
0: Yeah, that's something, you know, we kind of talked a while back, you know, when Mark Stoops was – being mentioned for the LSU job, we before. were scared. I was yeah. scared. So we were taught. Talk, we talked. You know, what if? You know, who would who would replace? Him? Well, you know, if, if Mark, if sometime down the road Mark Stoops does decide to leave, we'll see how John John Summerall does down at Troy. maybe. I think
2: he's going to win. I think it's a really good job. He can win there. Troy is
0: Troy is a job that you can win at. Um, I mean, Neil Brown won there. I mean, they've. Won, I mean, they've, they've had, had a lot of success. Yeah, they've these. won games. So I mean, yeah, I think it's a job where with the right coach you can win, but. um...
2: One more, one more big take from me.
0: Okay, Sean's bold takes. Let's go. I've said this
2: a million times, but it's further solidified. Mark Stoops is the greatest football coach that's ever been at Kentucky.
0: Bear Bryant's arguing from his grave.
2: <laughs> Bear Bryant was great at Alabama.
1: You're talking about at Kentucky. You're not talking about what happened elsewhere. You know, elsewhere you'd obviously have to say Bear Bryant for what he did yeah. at Alabama. But I'm
2: talking about for the Kentucky football program. I can agree there.
1: I think yeah. I love
2: Rich Brooks. I love him. Yeah,
0: Rich. Well, what Rich Brooks did was, it, it was he didn't have the same level of success, but it. He, I feel like
2: he got a foundation started. Yes,
0: and, and so you have to you have to respect what he what he put
1: forward. The Bear Bryant era at UK. Did you y'all know heard? The, I know the that story there is a. There. I know
2: there's a, a national championship. That's. I don't really understand it. it Seems like the championships were different back then. Yeah, but somehow Kentucky is. Technically a national champion in football, although some don't recognize it. Yeah.
1: But his time, the way it wound down at Kentucky, do you, you understand? Have you heard anything? I remember hearing, you know, there was some jealousy there possibly between Bryant and Adolph Rupp. the, the success, Two big personalities. Yeah, the success <laughs> and the, the attention that Rupp was garnering. And I heard, I have heard, I don't know this to be true, but I've heard it down through the years, that at one point the university uh, gave Rupp a, a new car, and Bear Bryant got a new watch, and that kind of uh, solidified him wow. leaving there uh, and going to Alabama. So I don't know if that's true or not. Think about how different but- it
2: would be, though. Exactly. Kentucky could be the Blue blood in football.
1: We're talking, you know, this this is a long time ago, and uh, you know, some possibly some hurt feelings on Bryant's part. Don't blame him, pushing him out the door to Alabama, where he went and had a lot of success. But yeah, just think if uh, if things had gone differently, and you know, we could be thinking of Kentucky football right now, the way Alabama's looking. Yeah, at
2: it. I, I, that's just how I feel about Stoops, Zach. I don't know what what you think. I think a lot of people say Bear Bryant, but they you ha- I'm talking about just for Kentucky.
0: Well, and I, and, I, and no, I I actually agree with you. Look at where they were. Zach. I I actually agree with you, and I think I think it's a it's a it's a bigger challenge now at, at Kentucky than when Bear Bryant. Went
2: oh yes, I mean so, when Stoops got here, the story's been out there a million times. The talent here was of that of an FCS school.
0: Well, it, and well, I mean that I mean that's true. But what I'm getting at is the competition level. There are oh, the SEC. there are more
2: good teams. Oh, you're, you're Even, in the.
0: Even just outside the SEC. Oh, that's true. You know, so, uh, no, I agree with you. And I think that, you know what I was thinking there? Um, you know, they get—they apparently gave Bear Bryant a watch. They should have just gave him a preferred parking spot on the curb at Starbucks like they do Mark
1: Stoops. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like one day Stoops is going to have an honor. He's going to have a, a statue. He's going to have, you know, a portion of the stadium, the stadium, the part, part of the field, an area. Something's going to be named after Stoops. Name it now. Uh, Shoot, Sean's, Sean's is
0: already out there with a hammer and a chisel trying to
1: build the statue himself. Mean, what well, was the, the road out there... Uh, how Mummy Way. You yeah. know, they renamed the road for How Mummy for a few years. And, <laughs> and uh, what did he do?
2: Eight, nine wins? I love How. <laughs> I don't even think it was nine wins. Yeah, was. No, no. I
1: mean, we, we got to the, the you know Outback Bowl and, and the Music City Bowl back to back years and, and lost. So, and they, I, and they named the highway. <laughs> I think it
2: should be Kroger Field at Stoop Stadium. <laughs> Look, I mean, what he, I just, I'm always amazed at what he's done here the recruiting, the winning. Zach, you remember how bad it was when he got here, oh. and I didn't know if it was going to work out. I can tell you I'm shocked it's been this good, but I love it. It's it's really I, – I still love basketball, but I've really kind of transitioned to more football. I was always a football fan, mm. but it's hard whenever your team sucks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, it, it, you
0: know, the early – 2010s was a Ugh. really hard time.
2: Makes me feel really bad for Kansas because you know how much I made fun of Kansas oh, this year.
0: Yeah, we can have a good time making fun of Kansas. Um, you know, Sean, I you know I I was sitting here looking, and you know you're talking about Will Levis being a Heisman contender. Who's more likely to win the Heisman, Will Levis or Malik Cunningham?
2: Because Will Malik, Levis
0: because Malik Cunningham is coming in at 50, 50 to one odds right now.
2: Is that better than Will?
0: Yeah, Will's not even on the. On the odds list,
2: why? Louisville sucked. You
0: look, but you look at Malik's numbers. Now,
2: look at it, him against Kentucky when they played a real team, but an SEC team. But they now, can't handle the SEC, Zach.
0: Yeah, but he's not going to win because <laughs> Louisville's not going to reach the win total that no. you need to have. But I was, you know, just throwing that out there. He is at fifty to one.
2: I think that's crazy. You're so, going to get me going. Speaking
0: <laughs> speaking of Louisville, this is Scott Satterfield's make or break year. I I, I honestly considered last year to be...
2: Oh, Scott should be gone right now if you believe that report.
0: But he's back for another year, and this is going to be his make-or-break year. Louisville's schedule is a little bit easier next year. How Uh, easy
2: can it get, Zach?
0: Well, a couple of the teams that they played on the road...
2: Eddie Thomas probably don't like listening to this.
0: (laughs) Eddie (laughs) Thomas is going to come down here and punch you in the head in a minute. (laughs) But... uh, they get they get Wake Forest at home instead of on the road. Um, I think they get NC State at home. Um, you know, it, schedule gets a little bit easier. But
2: how many games do they have to win in your opinion? Because they lost their Bow game.
0: Well, you know, I think you're I, I, honestly. I don't know how much of it is win totals. Is, listen, I think Louisville can. I think Louisville could win seven or eight games. And if they get destroyed by Kentucky again. I think the I don't think they'll bring him back. Even with a winning record, I don't think they will because I couldn't believe that game because that's one thing that, that you know the administration there they don't want to see uh, even if you win even if you're eight and four going into the Kentucky game and you get or eight I'm sorry uh,
2: six and six
0: yeah six well six and, six, six and five yeah if you're something like that I don't know I mean if you're if you have a winning record. And you go into the and you go into the Kentucky game and you get beat by three or four touchdowns again. I don't know if Scott Satterfield survives that because you look at ACC next year.
2: You pick Kentucky in the ACC. That that that's Kentucky's probably a playoff contender. Well, yeah, and you look at. I mean,
0: Clemson might be better next year. I don't really know. It kind of depends on what they do in the transfer portal.
2: I, I I mean, if he if if Dabo or Doofus whatever his name is if he doesn't embrace this transfer portal they're done so, and he I don't know if he has yet you, you look at Cle, uh,
0: Clemson might be better next year I don't think Florida State's going to be any good I, don't, I think that's a
2: make or break year for that coach yeah
0: I don't see you know Miami's got Mario Cristobal now but I don't see him turning that around in year 1 North Carolina, eh?
2: I mean, they were supposed to be a fringe playoff contender this year. What was it, six and seven? Is uh, that where they finished?
0: Yeah, not. They lost to South Carolina in the Mayo Bowl.
2: I love. Uh, well, Mac Brown probably didn't want to get mayonnaise. Yeah, on
0: uh, honestly, if I was coach, <laughs> if I was coaching that game, I'd probably lose it on purpose. Uh, you know, a Wake Forest could be good again next year. I think, I
2: think. I think that might have been lightning in a bottle. Could
0: be. I don't know. Uh, that
2: coach should have left. while he could have.
0: Pittsburgh isn't going to – I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be back. Kenny Pickett's going back to running the school district.
2: He's going to be a superintendent again,
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know who's going to be good in the ACC next year. Nobody. <laughs>
2: so
0: it, Honestly, it may be by default, be Louisville to be good in the ACC. I don't know, but – What
2: stuff- about Georgia Tech? Are they going to get that – triple option up and running oh, again. Do they still run that? I don't
0: think, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about Georgia Tech football in years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only
1: except, since they beat us except, uh, in, a, yeah. in a tax layer. Yeah. yeah. Several years yeah except yep.
0: uh, except they, and they get demolished by Georgia in the last game every year. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about Georgia Tech, but there's just nobody really good there. No. And so I'm trying to think
2: Virginia Tech, they're transitioning. Virginia
0: Tech, maybe.
2: Virginia's transitioning. Eh, yeah. I, you're right, Zach. It's the ACC is there for Louisville's taking, but I thought this year they could have won eight yeah, or nine games. I didn't
1: even mention Duke.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Duke finally without David Cutcliffe for I think maybe the first time in my lifetime. who not they hire
2: Coach K? <laughs> he might. They'd probably
0: be better off to John Shire, Coach K's uh, grandson. <laughs> but uh, and I, you know, so we'll see what Scott Satterfield does, but. He
2: has to win. I
0: think. I think it's also really hard for Satterfield to come back this next season with that report about Jeff Brom.
2: It was. It was done, Zach. So
0: how do you come back? How do you come out and coach knowing that your administration was ready to let you go?
2: I would quit, but then again, if he does that, he's going to miss out on a lot of money. Oh yeah. So you, you're better you're, off to let gonna, him fire. You're, you're better him. off
0: yeah. to get fired, take your buyout, and go be like Ed
2: Oler and go get a bunch of cheeseburgers, yeah. as he said.
0: <laughs> so. I to, to me it's make or break for Scott Satterfield. We'll kind of see what happens with him. I don't even know what you have to do to keep that job.
2: Thing is, though, Jeff Brom's probably gone now. Ain't he? I mean, what he can? Would... It, it, I mean, if I'm Jeff Brom, I you know they go rehire Bobby for a third time. Uh,
0: what is Bobby Petrino even doing now? He
2: is coaching somewhere. Uh,
0: yeah. I... I don't think you run that back
2: again. <laughs> Bring him back to finally sync the program That's for a, good.
1: There are times of charm. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I mean, Scott Satterfield, this is a make or break year, but I do feel sorry for him because he walked into just an absolute mess. Bobby Petrino just left a mess of Louisville. Yeah,
0: but again, you know, Scott Satterfield knew what he was walking into. That's you true, know, he, he That's true.
2: Caught by surprise.
0: I think uh, Louisville could go back and maybe hire Steve Cragthorpe. I don't know. Bring him back. What about
2: right? Charlie Strong? Where he's where's he at? Uh,
0: who knows where Charlie Strong's at nowadays? Charlie Strong is an inside linebackers coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Well, he he probably gonna get fired from that because they stink.
0: Listen to this though. I saw a report out that Charlie Strong was being considered for that job. The Jacksonville Jaguars. They
2: couldn't job. get any worse than it was with Urban Meyer. I
0: mean, might as well bring Charlie Strong in. Who knows what'll happen there?
2: He's a good coach.
0: But um. I don't know. We'll kind of see. I I think if you're Louisville, you definitely have to get to a bowl game. That's bare minimum. And I, I don't think that's even. Is the armed
2: forces bow enough for you? No.
0: Is... <laughs> I Honestly, to me. It used to be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It means... used to be for Kentucky. Right. We would take the mayo bow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to me, Satterfield's probably got to have eight wins. I think yeah. that's my magic number. But they
2: should have had that this year, Zach. Yeah, I know.
0: I mean, yeah, they were close in so many games. They uh, got
2: screwed against Wake. I'll give them that. There,
0: there were multiple games that they should have won. Probably should have been an eight number, or nine. Eight or nine. I th- I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my magic number as eight for Satterfield. I think Satterfield's got to at least hit eight and to keep his job. But if
2: it's a, like you said, I think if they win eight, it's another just blowout against Kentucky, which that game will be at Kroger Field. Yeah. I don't know, Zach.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think if you're, especially if you're set, if you're, if you've got seven wins going into that game, and you get just run off the field, I think Satterfield's gone. If you get eight and you get run off the field, eh, maybe I don't know. I think at that point it's a toss-up. So I'm, I'm gonna put my magic number at eight on Satterfield. He's got to win eight in the regular season.
1: Guys with Louisville, you know, issues on the on the football side of things. At least they're on solid footing on the basketball side. <laughs>
2: Have they lost to uh, any more? Who was that one horrible team they lost With to? Furman. Yeah, they. How is Louisville doing in basketball? Zach, I, like, I have not heard about them yeah, at all. I think
0: they kind of came out off of the COVID break, and it was like uh, I don't even know. Yeah,
2: I don't even know. Louisville right now is uh, they're nine and four.
0: Okay, that's three good.
2: and zero in the ACC.
0: That's a good start to the ACC. The ACC basketball. I mean, I mean that's there's a lot. There's some good.
2: I um, forgot they lost to uh, DePaul, and Western beat them. Uh, they've defeated oh, yeah. Wake by four, and they defeated Georgia Tech by three. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, the ACC has got some good times. They're also the ACC's down a little bit this year in basketball too. I mean, I think Duke's been having some is- issues with COVID. Yeah, the last few uh, days. I mean, so. du- I mean, Duke is good. And <laughs> who <you> else? <laughs> huh? Who else? I mean, Virginia's decent. I don't think North Carolina is bad.
2: No, but I don't think they're good. I don't think they're good. Look, I, I love Hubert Davis. Seems like a really good guy, but I don't see that working. It's really hard to go within your program yeah. and, and elevate somebody. That's why I wonder about John Shire.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see. I mean, I mean, Duke's off to a good start, but... But you know the ACC typically. I mean, I mean they're
2: usually the basketball conference.
0: Yeah, and they're just not this year. So I don't. I think Louisville's got a chance to make some noise in the ACC in basketball. They're going to have
2: to because I feel like people are getting tired of Chris Mack really quick.
0: Yeah, that's another. Chris Mack is getting into getting into that territory. But procedure. what's
2: amazing to me? Just think about you know, back in twenty thirteen, Louisville uh, goes to the uh, was it the Sugar Bowl and defeats Florida. Mm. With Bridgewater, and they win the national championship in men's basketball, which technically never happened. <laughs> and the women's team was the runner-up, lost to UConn. And now it's the women's program that's the only one that's decent, yeah, right?
0: Is, yeah, the women's program's leading the charge in that. I, the
2: fall. And I, I feel bad for Louisville fans because they are all kind of in a funk.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, and it would be hard not to be, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, scandal after scandal. Plus, you've still got these uh, violations looming over your program, which hurts recruiting.
0: Yeah, it's hard It's hard to recruit when you don't know what the future holds. I mean, if you're a, I mean, if you're an elite high school basketball prospect and knowing you're going to spend one, you know, maybe two years in college, you know, you want to contend you, for an, You
2: don't know if you're going to walk into a place that's going to be put on probation.
0: Yeah, you don't want to go somewhere where you're going to have an NCAA attorney ban, and so... It, it, it's you've got to recruit a whole different way, and that uh, I think that's going to be something that's going to, and that and that affects your, you know, that affects you moving forward because you are also recruiting some players you hope to stick around for a while.
1: It's been an interesting last decade plus in we'll, we'll yeah, Louisville. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was very high. it was very
2: high there for a couple of years, and then it just it's fallen and it's went off a cliff. Yeah. And look, I mean, it's not even really fun to make fun of them anymore with the rivalry. Yeah. To it, me, Tennessee is the big rival now.
0: But, you know, I, I really miss not having that game this year.
2: Oh, I did too. You know, it was fun to play Western. Cal, please do that every single year. Play them all.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like to. But
2: I, I missed that game because you know it's not going to get made up.
0: No, it's not getting made up. Um, I, I wish it would, but it's not going to. Um, guys, real quick, um, as we get ready to kind of wrap things up here, got a couple of things want to hit on. Football National Championship – Georgia and Alabama. Who y'all got?
1: Georgia. Go with Nick Saban.
2: Alabama.
0: Yeah, I'm going Saban too. Uh, it, you know,
1: it's hard
2: to it's hard to win twice like that. It,
0: it is. It is. And but I've also learned that betting against Saban is not usually a good idea.
1: Yeah. If I'm gonna lose, I'll lose with Saban as my coach. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If
0: I'm gonna go down, I'm going down with Saban. Um, and then just as a fun little thing to kind of wrap this thing up. The Washington football team in the NFL is getting ready to announce their new name next month. The candidates, the football team, which I'm honestly, at this point, why don't you just keep it? Mm -hmm. Uh, The defenders, the Red Wolves, the commanders, the Red Hawks, and then my three personal favorites, the brigade, the presidents, and the armada. If you're the Washington football team, what are you naming your team?
1: Out of those, Zach, uh, one of your favorites, probably the brigade. If I'm gonna gonna pick, and it's not gonna be the football team, If we're actually gonna choose a new name and uh, just go with that. Just something unique. Maybe it's not Red Hawks, Red Legs. You know, <laughs> Red Hot. Whatever. Go with something uh, like that. That's what I would pick.
2: Um, I like the Commanders. You got Washington D.C. You got the Commander in Chief there. I like that.
0: I think if you go with the commanders, I think you have to get a tank and drive it onto the field.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, I'm going with the Armada because it reminds me of the Nissan Armada. <laughs> <laughs> you drive one of
1: those. Yeah, onto the field. yeah.
0: You could have the you can have the whole team come out in Nissan Armadas. I, why not? Why not make? It, why not make it something fun? But do you think they keep it as the football team? I, I think you almost have to. Yeah. Uh, you, you've you sold them this merchandise for a couple of years.
2: The logo doesn't look bad.
0: It's not bad, and it's it's kind of unique. And honestly, like I thought it would be really weird when they did that for a couple of years. I don't even think nothing of it now. Uh, so, to me, the smart bet would be to keep football team as your name. But I hope they kind of go with Armada, or they do presidents, and you have like you know, like the, uh, life size, like George Bush cut out, you can bring it out on the field. <laughs> <With their> mascot. <laughs> yeah. Something, do something fun. I mean, I mean, everything, so everything in the NFL is like so generic right now. Why do do something fun. But, um, other than that guys,
1: uh, I believe we're about ready to wrap it up. Any final thoughts from you all?
2: Go cats.
1: Yeah. Big one against LSU. Hopefully Kentucky will come out with a, the victory there. And, uh, As they move forward in the SEC season, we'll see how things go. Thank you all again for listening, and uh, as always, go Cats.